It's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Back in high atop Inter-Miami CF Stadium, looking over the pink, white, and black gray seats here. The beautiful stadium. The pitch looks lovely as ever. Kit unveil coming up soon here this morning. But right now I'm going to go out to the phone lines and uh, Justin Hollis on with me and catch him at Twitter, on Twitter, at Twitter, on Twitter, at the J Bird. That's just the letter J, Bird 904. We're going to talk some AEW, but before we do, Justin, I want to ask you something because I don't know if I've had you on since, uh, but Jacksonville, the Jaguars, they've made some moves. They brought in Urban Meyer. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that coaching hire? I know I'm throwing you a curveball here. Oh, you're good, man. I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm a Gator fan. Okay. So uh works out great for me. I know a lot of Gator fans don't, uh, don't appreciate what Urban Meyer did because of some of the stuff that happened and the way he left. But you know what? He brought us two national championships. That was going to be my next question, so you pretty much said there, which I think everybody already knows it's probably going to be Justin, uh, sorry, Trevor Lawrence with that <laughs> with that pick. Um, I'm going to go over a couple things that's happened recently here in uh, AEW. Tony Khan got, uh, what was it, uh, Matchmaker Booker of the Year with some award yesterday. Some new TNT show possibly coming out as well as some more YouTube stuff. And the signing of Paul White, the big show. Your thoughts on where they are heading? Because I don't know if anybody was really... The Paul White signing kind of caught me off guard a little bit. All of a sudden it was announced. I saw Tony Khan tweet it out. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Did it catch you off guard as well? Uh, absolutely. I had, you know, I, I have some fillers out there and stuff, but uh, I, I did not see that happening at all. And uh, someone sent me a message saying, hey, did you see this? No, I didn't. But you know what? It's just an, it's just another name that, that adds to it. Is he going to be wrestling some? Yeah, but he's mainly going to be commentating. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, I think it's a good decision on right. their part to bring, yeah. a, bring another name in to uh, into AEW. No, that and as well as he gets to work with some big guys that are real good with Lance Archer, Wardlow, and some of those guys. So I think he's going to have a little bit of hand in some of the the bigger guys coming down the pipeline there as well. Uh, when you look at where AEW is, I was talking about this in the last segment. I was talking about it, and we kind of went over it a little bit on uh, Twitter last night with a little bit with the, the booking angles of the way AEW does it, which is over an extended period of time. And the way WWE does it, which is, you know, pay-per-view to pay-per-view. When you, when you look at it, you as a wrestling fan, and, and I think I, you might have a little bit of a bias possibly, but which way do you prefer and which way do you like? Uh, uh, honestly, I, will, I, I do have bias. I do, and I, I like the long-term booking um, better. It took me a while to, to buy into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were trained as WCW fans, as WWE fans, hey, you could you'd literally go month to month on pay-per-views. Yes. Uh, and so to retrain my whole mind to going, hey, you don't have to go month to month. You can have something little happen every every little bit, and it builds up and builds up, and it culminates into a, a John Moxley, Kenny Omega, who've really been going at it for, what, two years now? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, uh, the is, pay-per-view 2019, the first one of the first yeah. couple of pay-per-views. 
So, which is absolutely amazing. When you see that and you see the returns on it, you just go, wow, that is, that is pretty cool stuff to, to think that they've been planting these little bit of seeds over the last two years to build up to what, where we are now headed into revolution. Now, I got a question for you because you said, you know, it took you a little bit to kind of uh, get used to it again as you uh, retrain, I guess it would be the right way to say it. How do you think AEW has been so successful on, on retraining so many wrestling fans that, that everybody's kind of buying into this? Because, again, my big thing with AEW looking at it was I was like, oh, four pay-per-views a year. That's a long time to try to keep people's interest. And they've not only done that for four, you know, uh, every three or four months, over a two-year period now, they've kept the interest for Moxley versus Omega, leading into now what is the I got to be the ultimate send-off to the feud, which is an exploding barbed wire match. Yeah, it's it's. It, I, I don't know how to actually explain how they retrained it, but they they've managed to successfully do it. You know, part of it is is that, you know, look at I, I believe it was Jericho going up against Moxley for the world title. What AEW does great is in between these storylines, these long-term storylines that they're doing, they're throwing in mini feuds inside mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, we saw, um, well, I think it was uh, Chris Jericho versus Jungle Boy, yep. where he did a 10-minute draw. Mm-hmm. You know, they built they built that up for two or three weeks leading into it, in the middle of a, you know, a Moxley-Jericho type, uh, type feud. So they're sprinkling in these mini storylines inside of these long-term storylines, and, and it keeps the long. I believe it just helps keep the long-term term storylines from, from from going stale on us. And so they've done a really good job of that. Uh, at first, I was kind of like, "Well, what happened to this, this, this story they were doing?" And then it's like, "Oh, I see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. This is how they're going to take somebody's mind off of this. They're going to do this for a few few weeks, and then they jump back into it." It's, actually uh, a pretty smart booking on, on Tony Khan's part. Yeah, no, it has been very, very smart booking. And, and when you look at it, I think that's what's really drawing a lot of eyes over to AEW because, again, not that, and I don't like when they call it, you know, like the Wednesday Night Wars or whatever. I think both both shows have their good and their bad. But when you look at it, WWE NXT still has that WWE way of, okay, we're going from take over to take over and that's what we're kind of booking and i think that's where you're seeing the change right now is that a lot of people are just in it to for the the entertainment and to kind of buy into the long-term storylines as well as what AEW i think is doing well is they're also giving you finishes in between like you're saying the small the small feuds in between your jungle boy chris jericho those are ending meanwhile the other ones are just getting stronger so you're still getting that taste of a result, but you're still hungry for what the real result you want, which ultimately was Jericho versus Moxley. And I think that's what they're feeding into and, and what Tony Khan and Cody and, and the Young Bucks and Omega. And I don't know whether it's a new way of looking at it or, you know, where, where, where it's coming from. But it's very refreshing when I can sit there and watch, you know, for instance, uh, we I kind of discussed it. Moxley, and I, I remember Dusty Rhodes used to say, you got to talk him into the building. And if you watched uh, AEW Dynamite on Wednesday and Moxley did not talk you into that match, 
I, I don't know what you're listening to because that was probably one of the best promos leading up that I've seen in a long time to get you hooked into what was really going to happen. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I mean, that promo there, my girlfriend was watching with me, and she's not a she's not an avid wrestling fan. She makes fun of me a lot for it, which is <laughs> cool. But she she watched that promo and goes, "I want to watch this match." Yeah, <laughs> I, I literally want to watch this match. That was one of my. She's like, "That was one of his best promos I've ever seen him cut." I'm invested now. <laughs> and and that, that's one of the things I say. Like You have to get people emotionally invested in these things, and that seems to me what AEW has done. They're, they're understanding that you know, you got to tug at the heartstrings. you gotta, you got to at least make them feel something. And, and I feel like more of uh, AEW is doing that, that with a lot more of the feuds. Another one that caught my eye, and this was in the first two segments, I think, on AEW Dynamite, was the Darby Allen sting uh getting in with team taz the way they did that whole thing where all of a sudden you know the match is over they do the uh up top is is playing it's uh sting's glove hooks up the body bag it's dragging the body bag sting's glove driving all of a sudden sting walks out with the body bag and it's hooked from team taz points up here comes darby allen down the zip line and and you watched the physicality again aew Getting last week, the week before, you saw Sting get power bombed, and everybody, the talk of the thing was like, "Whoa, wait a minute! Sting's too old to be taking those kind of bumps." He comes back this week, and now he's doing the Stinger Splash. You're seeing all that stuff, and it got me. It, it got it emotionally got me because I'm watching Sting at at his age, 61 years young, still doing Stinger Splashes on you know Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, and and I, I'm waiting for this match now. I want to see this match. I get it. It's going to be a street fight, probably not much of a wrestling match, but they have got me invested in wanting to see this. Yeah, that, that, that's what they do. They're very good at connecting with you emotionally. Um, and, and you hear Cody Rhodes talk. He talks a lot about, hey, we want to connect emotionally with, with our fans. And, and that's what they're doing. I, I mean, I was just saying last week on a podcast that I, that I was on, they asked me about the whole scene uh, Darby Allen feud with, with Team Taz, and I go, I don't want to see Sting every week. Yeah. Every time I see Sting every week, it loses value. Mm-hmm. I can promise you, last Wednesday, that was that was out the door. I'm I'm completely invested in this feud. They yeah. completely turned it around with that. <laughs> it is so funny how they do that because again, I know we've talked about this here. Was when I first saw Darby Allen wrestle, I said, "There's no way they're gonna make me want to watch this guy every week." And now he's probably one of my favorites in AEW. And, and, and somehow they've gotten me invested with just the little things they did. He went to a draw with, with Cody. And then, you know, he made a move where he lost to Cody. But it was because he, you know, made a bad move. They got me to invest in somebody that I really, at the beginning of this, said, there's no way they can make me want to watch him every week. And they have done that oh, and then some. Yeah, and another thing they're really good at when it comes to emotionally investing and long-term storytelling is is, is the little things matter. That's yep. what we're finding out in AEW. Just little small things matter. I, I mean, I don't remember if it was on a BTE or maybe on Dynamite where where uh, when after Omega and Hangman broke up, you know, they were kind of Hangman sent a text to. to to Omega and somebody else picked up the phone and replied back. Well, it was a hand. And now who do we know who's the invisible hand? We know it's Don Callum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. but all yeah. they showed was, was, 
was just that hand. Yeah, and that's the thing that they've know? done. They've taken all their avenues, uh, all their platforms, and have made the angles work on each one. You've seen stuff on Dark kind of roll over to BTE, to AEW Dynamite, and you've almost got to watch everything to, to get the whole, the whole, I guess, realm of what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, of course, now, you know, we got the new programming coming up next. Yeah, you it's going to be interesting sometime, to see. Sometime this year, you got, you got AEW Dark Elevation, which Paul Wright's going to be on that with Tony Schiavone, um, which is just going to be YouTube-based. And then we know we're getting the the show on, on TNT at some point this year, too, in 2021. Now, I heard, uh, were they saying that's going to be on Monday nights? Was that correct, or uh, is that just a thing that somebody was putting on the report? It is going to be the dark elevation is on Monday night. This okay, day. that okay, I might have mixed up reading yeah. it. Okay, yeah, okay. that there's okay. there's people rooting for a Monday night program going against Raw. Uh, I don't know if that's that could be a whole nother show. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We decision to do. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time <laughs> to get into that one. Just I wrote you real quick because, and then again, I'm gonna throw you on the under the bus on this one. Can you tell me the story about the gas pump? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the gas pump. So I, I, I was running. My gas gauge is messing up on my truck. It doesn't give me a warning anymore. And so I was my work truck. So I'm driving around. I'm like, oh, I'm low on gas. So I pull into the gas station. I'm like literally on fumes. Pull into the gas station. I go and I, I paid. I paid cash that day. So I went inside. I paid my cash. Came back out. Literally hopped in my truck. And like I do every time, I jump on Twitter or something. Just scroll around. And I start scrolling around. And I'm like, well, got to get back to work, drive off. I totally, totally did not pump gas. And that was about 15 minutes later, I realized when my truck started just like bumbling that uh, I totally forgot to pump out my gas. <laughs> that is Justin Hollis. You can catch him on Twitter at the Jaybird 904 Justin, as always, man, thank you so much. We'll do it again next month, and uh, I'll be in talks with you here soon, okay? Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, man. Coming up next. It is Tripping to Catch Radio with David Dork, but before that, he will join me for a little crosstalk. We'll do that next right here on Side Radio.